will bring people to the place where they come to know you, whom to know is life eternal. And so, Lord, will you come tonight? Will you speak tonight? Will you have your unhindered way in this place tonight in Jesus' name? We ask you, Lord, that not one person would miss what you have to say to them. And so, Lord, will you come and move, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to turn to the book of Exodus again tonight. Exodus chapter 12. We're going to read the first seven verses. Sorry, we'll read the first eight verses. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of persons, according to each man's need. You shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a meal of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and they shall put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the house where they eat it. And then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted by fire with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. And there we'll end our reading. We have read of the, what was to be the feast of the Passover, the great Passover, the impending deliverance of the people of God from the regime that they had lived under in slavery in Egypt. And it was such a significant event that God said to the leaders, I want you to rip up the calendar. I want you to start something new here. And this shall be, from now on, the beginning of the year. This event that is going to take place is so dramatic. It is so fantastic that from now on, this will be the beginning of the year. And so they would start a new calendar with their redemption. Everything for them was about to change. And maybe you're in here tonight and you say, I just wish I could rip up the calendar. I just wish I could rub up the past. I just wish that I could start everything over anew again. I want to ask you this question. Do you know Jesus tonight? 
Do you know the Lord Jesus as your own and personal Savior? Do you know the one that makes all things new tonight? Because Jesus makes all things new. Hallelujah. And if you come to know him tonight, I want to tell you it will be a life-transforming experience for you. And so if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus, this could be the start of a new life for you. This could be the start of the old things that have ruled and dominated and destroyed being torn up and everything being made new. You know, he is the God that makes all things new tonight. He's the God that makes all things new tonight. I wonder if you ever thought what that really means, that he makes all things new. You know, no matter what it is, it's got a life expectancy if it's made by a man. It's got a life expectancy. Maybe you're in here tonight and you say, well, I, I, I wish I could make my family new again. I wish I could make this new or that new. I want you to know tonight that if you bring Christ into your life tonight, he will make all things new. He is the one who takes away the old and brings in the new and changes everything. There is no one like him tonight. There is no one like him tonight. And so Moses and Aaron came on to the people and they said, this month shall be the beginning of months. I wonder what would you like to begin this month? I wonder what would you like to begin this month? I wonder what sort of change would you like to see begin this month? Maybe you're in here, uh, you'd like to begin with a different attitude. I want to tell you something, Jesus changes everything. You're in here and, and, and you would like to have a different vocabulary. Friends, I have known people and their vocabulary was changed in an instant, in a moment, because Jesus came into their lives. You say, I'd love to see the habits broken. Jesus can do that tonight. There is nothing too difficult for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords tonight. And here we are, we're in the presence of Jesus tonight. The one that makes all things new. And so he says, speak to all the congregation. I love this. I love this. It wasn't take one or two aside and tell them that there's a chance for you. He's the God of the whosoever will tonight. He's the God that loves every one of us. For everyone that is born again of the Spirit of God will see great things happen in their lives because they have accepted Christ as their Savior. And he's the God that speaks to every man, and he's the God that speaks to every woman, and he's the God that will move in every man's life, and he's the God that will move in every woman's life. And there is nothing too difficult for him tonight. And so as we gather in this place tonight, I want to say this, that, that God did a great thing for the children of Israel, but he's done a greater thing for us. He done a great thing for the children of Israel, but he has done an even greater thing for us. So he says, speak to all the congregation on the 10th day of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb. Now, I don't know what that conjures up in your mind. Do you ever go to buy an animal? You did put up your hand. Ah, there's a few. There's a few. Have you ever anybody with you when you go to buy an animal? And you start to look at it and you say, well, it hasn't got the length I would want. I'd like it a bit longer. Uh, I'd like a wee bit more on the rear end of it. And 
I don't like the size of that head. That could give problems for calving or whatever it may be, lambing or whatever it may be. And so, whenever someone goes to buy an animal, they look at it and they judge it and they look at it and they talk to someone with them and they come on, we'll see if there's something else and then they look at someone else. Well, friends, whenever they were picking out this lamb, they had to pick out one without spot and without blemish. They had to pick out one that was perfect. Because the life of the firstborn depended on it. This wasn't just picking out something that was going to improve the breeding, but this was something that your life would depend upon. I wonder, could I ask a question tonight? If you're in here, who here is the firstborn out of a family? Put up your hand. There's a few of us. Imagine your life depended on it. Imagine, sorry, Philip, but imagine, Philip, that your life depended on the lamb that your father would choose. I'm sure you would be tugging at his leg, saying, Dad, make sure it's a good one. Dad, make sure. No one moves here. Make sure that's the best. Nothing but the best will do. Nothing but the best would do. And so on the tenth day, they all went stock judging. On the tenth day, they all looked at the stock and they picked out stock and, and they picked out a lamb that was without spot or blemish because that lamb was going to be the lamb whose blood would be shed that would set the people of Israel free. And friends, tonight, they picked out that lamb, and then they separated it out from the herd, and they kept it for four days. It dwelt with them for four days. It was with them. It was in the house with them. Uh, They got attached to it. I, I don't know how you think on this, but If it's in the house with them for four days, they start to get attached to it. And they look at it, and it's a lovely lamb, and it's a beautiful lamb, and it's... But it's going to be slaughtered on the 14th day. And so four days later, just as night was falling, that lamb is taken away, and that lamb is slaughtered. And that lamb was to do between 10 and 20 people. Its blood was collected, and its blood was then applied to the doorposts and to the lintels. You say, Pastor, I know all this stuff. What are you talking about? Well, there's one that was greater. He was separated out from before the foundation of the world that he would be the Lamb of God that would take away the sin of the world. And I want you to see Jesus for a moment with me tonight. He came into this world and he wasn't here for four days, but he was here for 33 and a third years. And he lived amongst men and he dwelt amongst men. He went about and he did good everywhere he went. The Son of God 
did good and he raised up the sick. He set the captives free. He moved and he ministered and everywhere he went, he did good. But you know, there came the night where he knew that the next day that he would give up his life, that he would shed his precious blood, that whosoever that believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And the wonderful news is this, friends, that if anyone comes to Christ, he will not turn them away. He gave his life for you. He didn't give his life for 10 or 20 people. He gave his life for the whole world. And if you would come on to him, he will not turn you away. And if anyone be in Christ, they are a new creation. All things pass away, and behold, all things become new. I've watched God put a new song in people's mouths. I've watched people that, 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 that no good thing come out of their mouth, and yet they're touched and they're transformed and they're made new. Why? Why? Because this month, this month, Whenever Jesus died could be the beginning of months for every man and every woman. And so he didn't come for a small select grouping, but he came for the whole world. He came to win our freedom. And so the lamb was sacrificed and its blood was applied. And when the angel of death passed over, where the blood was applied, the angel of death passed over. But I want to use your imagination tonight, and I want you to go to three different households with me, and I want you just to think, which household would you fit into best? We go to the first household. And the first household is the household of the skeptic. Oh, he's the firstborn, but he's a skeptic. He's a skeptic. He's been brought up with all the stories about how great Israel is, and how great God is, and how wonderful God is. And yet he has lived as the son of a slave. He has known what it is for his father to be beaten, for his father never to be paid, to live in the worst conditions ever. With no hope, no future, no nothing. They're just going to be a slave. And he has become skeptical about all that he has ever heard. And so the father comes in and the father says, today is going to be the beginning of months. Today, everything is going to change. We're going to pick out a lamb here, and in four days' time, that lamb is going to be slaughtered, and God is going to work a miracle, and we are going to see God do something. And the skeptical son sits and says, I have heard all this stuff. I have grown up with all this stuff. I know all this stuff. And yet, what do I see? What do I hear? And the father goes out and he picks this lamb and he brings the lamb into the house and he runs his hand over the lamb and he says, look, son, there's neither spot nor blemish on it. It's perfect. Look, son, it's absolutely wonderful. Son, put your hand on it. Isn't that some lamb? You know something? Your deliverance is going to be won because of this lamb. And there's the skeptical son and he says, I don't know why we have to go through this stuff. I don't know why God is playing games with us. If God wanted to set us free and God was who God says he is, then God in an instant, in a moment, could say, be free and we would be free. Why have we to do this? Why have we to do this? Friends, there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end of is death. And God says, my ways are not your ways, 
saith the Lord your God. And we need to be careful that we don't fall into the thinking of the world and get caught up and get caught out like them. Do you know something? I could see the, the, the sun setting. I could see his mind ticking over and I can see his thinking. And he says, and I don't know why we have to sit all dressed up. I mean, why could I not just go to bed now? Why are we to sit all dressed up and ready to go? I mean, we're all dressed up and we've got no place to go because we're slaves. We can't go anywhere. And do you honestly think this is going to change? Do you honestly think this is going to change? Friends, the truth is this. There's a time to deal with God. And that's when God is speaking to you. And the scripture says that my spirit shall not always strive with man. And this first house that we visit is the house of the fool. Because he thinks he's above everything. He thinks he's over everything. And he thinks that it's just got to do with him and his thinking. God says, my ways are not thy ways, saith the Lord thy God. God said that he was going to make a way and he was going to prepare a way. And here we have this skeptical fool sitting, making all the excuses of why nothing was going to happen. Friends, God was going to move that night. He was going to move in mighty power that night. And he was going to bring deliverance that night to the land of Egypt. And here was a fool who was sitting in the place of opportunity and was going to miss his opportunity if he wasn't careful. You know, I, I, I want to bring that right up to date. I've known what it is over the years to take people to meetings. I've known what it was for God to speak to them, for them to make excuses and to miss out with God. Friends, if God is speaking to you tonight, would you listen to the voice of the Master? Would you Open your heart to the Lord tonight and let the Lord speak into you. So we go along to the next home, and in the next home, there's someone, and I, and I, I call them lighthearted and giddy, and they just can't believe. They just can't believe. They just can't believe that this is about to happen. They just can't believe that they have grown up in slavery, that there's been no hope, no help, no nothing. And suddenly God is going to deliver them and God is going to set them free and God is going to give them this great life and they just can't believe. You see, the truth is this, friends, that eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. And if you're here tonight and you're not saved tonight, I want you to know this. 
that all you have at the minute is an existence, but God wants to come into your life. The Lord Jesus wants to save you. He wants to put the Holy Spirit within you, and he wants to come and to move and to minister in your life and through your life, and he wants to give you life. And if you're in here and you have never received him tonight, then you don't know the life that you are missing. Friends, tonight, here was this person and they couldn't believe that God would do it for them. They couldn't believe that it would happen to them, that they couldn't ever get something like this. You see, the wonder of it all is this, that God, the one that created us and formed us and the one that speaks to us is the one that loves us greatly. He's the one that has a plan and a purpose for our life. And he's the one that wants to bring it into fruition. And he's the one that wants to set you free from your fears and your doubts and your worries. And he wants to become real to you. He wants you to come to the place where you start to believe and you start to know. And as you start to believe and you start to know, you start to know the Holy Spirit moving in your life. And you start to hear him speak the word of God to you. And as you start to apply the word of God to your life, then you will see what it is that God will do for you. Do you know there's an old, old chorus and it says it is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he can do for you with arms wide open. He'll welcome you. It is no secret what God can do. And if you would come to the Lord Jesus who is the Lamb of God tonight, and if you would lay all your sin down on him tonight, The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. He will cleanse you and He will come into your life and He will touch you and He will transform you and He will make all things new. And there is nothing too hard for the Lord tonight. There is nothing too hard for the Lord tonight. Or tonight, if you would realize that Jesus died for you, that He shed His blood for you, that He poured out His life that you might have life, you see, we, we look on things different in, in, in the West and what they do in the East. In the East, they believe that, that the life was in the blood. And when someone shed their blood, they were pouring their life out. And that we today might receive the life of Christ. Oh, glory to God. You don't have to live a, a revamped life, but you can receive the life that Christ has for you. For me to live is Christ. For me to die will begin one day. And friends, there is no greater gift. I wonder, could you move tonight from the place of disbelief that you come to the place where you say, for I know, for I know, I know whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. I know that I can trust Jesus. I know I can put my life in his hand. Can you move from that place of disbelief tonight to belief? Can you move from that place where, where, where you just can't take it in to you come to the place where you say, Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you that you shed your blood for me. I want to thank you that your blood is sufficient for all my sin. And I thank you, Lord, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And go out on this journey with the Lord. Then we come to the last house. And this is a very different house from the two houses that we have visited. The lamb has been got, the lamb has been slaughtered, and and, and the living lamb is now a dead lamb. The living lamb is now a dead lamb. Oh, I thank God that the living lamb became a dead lamb. 
that he gave up his life that I might have life. And here's the eldest son, and they're roasting the lamb on the spit. And the oldest son comes along and he says, here, get out of the road a minute. This is for me. This is for me. And he says, I, I, I like my lamb well done. And there he is, he, he's working away and he's putting the herbs and he says, I like a few more herbs on it. And he's throwing a few herbs over and he's turning it away in the spit and he's working away and he's cooking the lamb to the way that he wants. He has come to a realization that this lamb is for him. And oh yes, the rest will benefit from him, but this lamb's for him. And oh, that we would be those that will come to the place in our lives that we would realize that Jesus died for me. Jesus died for me. I am his. He is mine. Hallelujah. And his banner over me is love. And here's this firstborn. And he says, this lamb is for me. This lamb was shed for me. This uh, shed his blood for me. This feast is for me. And I am going to enjoy this lamb. And he cooks the lamb the way he wants it. And somebody says, I want a bit of the leg. And he says, well, that's all right. I'm going for the chops. And they had to eat the whole lamb. I, a 22 kilo lamb, roughly, a 22 kilo lamb divided between 10, hey, you're going to get a good feed. Divided by 20, you're still going to get a good feed. Two pound of lamb ahead. But here he is, I want the chops, I like the chops. And I like this and I like that. And oh, that we would be those that would be like the man in the third house, that we would come to an understanding that Jesus gave up his life that we might have life, and that we can feed on the lamb tonight. We can feed on the lamb tonight. We can feed on the words of Jesus. We can build our lives in the word of Jesus. We can build uh, whatever you want to build. You can build it on Jesus tonight, and you will never fail on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Or would you be like that boy in the last house and realize that Jesus shed his blood for you, that Jesus died for you, that Jesus today lives for you and he intercedes for you, and there is no one like Jesus. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And they were to eat this meal clothed and ready and to make haste because they were going on a journey. Do you know what happens so many people in this land? They make a decision, but they never go on a journey. They make a decision that they give their lives to Christ, but they never go on a journey with them. The Lord Jesus says this, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you, so that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. And if you're in here tonight and you're saved, the Lord wants you to go on a journey with him. It doesn't matter what age you are tonight, whether you're young or you're old, the Lord wants you to get in step with him. We are supposed to be yoked to the Lord. For my yoke, he says, is what? Easy. 
And yet I meet so many people and it's, oh, it's so hard and it's so difficult. Do you know why it's so hard and it's so difficult? Because most of the time we spend pulling against him rather than getting in step with him. Rather than getting in step with him, if we would realize that we are yoked to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and we got in step with him, I tell you, he is the one that will bear the burden. He is the one that will carry the load. He is the one that will help you. He is the one that will draw near to you. And he is the one that will lead you into the fullness of all that he has for you. They were to be clothed and they were to be ready to go on the journey because this thing is real. And you know something tonight, friends? This salvation of God is real. He says, behold, Behold, and oh, that we would behold and understand that He has got a plan and a purpose for our lives and that we can walk in the plans and the purposes of God and we can see God do great and mighty things. We can go on a journey with Him tonight where He leads the way, and when He leads the way, what have I to fear? When He leads the way, who can touch us? When He leads the way, who can harm us? When He leads the way, there is no one like Him tonight. Now I wonder, are you ready to go on that journey? I wonder, have you started to journey with the Lord? Maybe you're here and you've started to go on a journey and yet you found it difficult and hard. Do you know, it didn't say that they wouldn't have troubles. It didn't say that they wouldn't have troubles. I listen to preachers and they preach, and, and they preach a message that if, if you come to Christ, everything is going to be so great and rosy and wonderful. Well, that's true. Did you ever see roses without thorns? <laughs> There'll be the odd thorn along the road. There'll be the odd time where God will bring you to the place where it seems impossible to get through. Impossible to get through. And when Moses got out the length of the Red Sea, they heard the hooves of the Egyptians coming and they could see the dust cloud in the distance and it was getting closer and closer and closer and they could hear the chariots coming. Everybody said it was a time to panic. But God said to Moses, stand still and see the salvation of your God. Did you ever hear the, 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 the one that's going around today about the, the, the Red Sea wasn't the Red Sea, but it was the Sea of Reeds? Yes? No? A lot of commentators would say that the Red Sea wasn't the Red Sea, as we know the Red Sea today, and it was the Sea of Reeds. And it was no great thing to cross the Sea of Reeds, because the Sea of Reeds is only three to four inches of water in it. And this wee boy was sitting in school, and he was a wee Christian, and he was a bright wee Christian, and... He was a free-thinking wee Christian, and, and the teacher was telling him all about how this was the Sea of Reeds and how there was only three to four inches of water. And the wee boy shouted out, Hallelujah! And the teacher says, What are you hallelujah about? You're stupid. I told you it was no great thing to cross that sea because there was only three to four inches of water. And the wee boy shouted, How God drowned all them horses! And all them soldiers and three inches of water, I don't know. But God stacked the waters up. 
they walked across on dry ground. And although they saw the danger, although they heard the danger, although they smelt the danger, it didn't come near them. Listen, child of God, I can say this tonight, through many dangers, toils and snares, I have already come. His grace has brought me safe thus far, and His grace will lead me home. And He's the God that brings us out, and He's the God that brings us on, and He's the God that takes us on. And He's the God that will move in your life, and He's the God that will move in my life. And He's the God that will bring us into the fullness of what He has planned for us. And the Lord says tonight, Behold, I know the plans I have for thee, plans to prosper thee and give you an assured end. And I want to tell you, as you walk with the Lord, he will bless you and he will lead you and he will guide you and he will bring you to a sure end, a sure end. Friends, tonight, we need to be those that's in the third house. We need to be those that say, I know that Jesus died for me. I know that he is a life for me to live. I know that he is a plan and a purpose for me to walk in. And I want to go on that journey with him. I want to be in step with him. I don't want to be out of step with him. I want to be in step with him. I want to be in fellowship with him. I want to know him, and I want to know him in all his risen power, moving in my life. And so his head's are bowed right now in the presence of the Lord. Maybe you've been a skeptic, but tonight you know God has spoken to you. Well, you can be saved tonight. You can know God move in all his mighty power in your life. If you're like that, as heads are bowed and eyes are closed and there's no one looking around, I want you to look up right now and keep looking up until I see you and meet you after the service. I won't embarrass you. I'm not pointing you out to people. The Lord knows you. He loves you. He wants to move you on from where you are. Or maybe you're like the person in the second house. You just struggle with belief. You'd like to believe that God could do something. And yet you know all the reasons why he can't because people have said this and people have put this label on you and that label on you. Friends, I want you to know this is God we're talking about. This is God that took this man with a speech impediment and made him a spokesman. This is God that took this man that was a murderer and moved mightily through him. This was God who took this man with a bad temper and moved through him. God can move in your life. Doesn't matter what you've been through. Doesn't matter the labels you wear tonight. He's able. Or maybe you're like the person in the third house, but you just haven't gotten the journey yet. You want to go on the faith journey. You want to take God at his word in your life, and you want this to be the beginning of days. Well, it can be. Because if you put your hand in his and you start to walk in the spirit with him, you will see what the Lord will do. And it is no secret what God can do. Is there one? You want to go on a journey with the Lord?
want your life to be fruitful in his hand and feel the call of God tonight calling you to walk closer <coughs> to move and to flow with him as a one Lord we thank you tonight for your voice we pray when this voice falls silent that your voice will continue to speak and to move and to minister Think of those who can't be with us tonight that would love to be here. We pray for Horace, you'll lay your healing hand on him. We pray for Noel, that you'll lay your healing hand on him. We pray for Ruth and James and the family, that you'll minister to them. For Rebecca and Gary, that you'll undertake for them. Father, for everyone that's here tonight, we pray that they will all go on a journey with you. And they will find that you're faithful and true and that you'll bring them into the land of promise and to goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.